So my friends, today on what would be the octave day of Pentecost, it used to be in the old church calendar that Pentecost, like Easter and Christmas, would be an entire octave. We would celebrate Pentecost for the whole week. And so today, one week, would be the octave day of Pentecost. So just as the solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, is the octave day of Christmas, and the Feast of Divine Mercy is the octave day of Easter, so this solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity is the octave day of Pentecost. And today we celebrate and confess that we believe and know, we know God to be a trinity of persons. God is trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So let's unpack that a little bit. There are certain things that we can know naturally about God. It's the dogmatic teaching of the faith that you can know certain things about God by natural reason alone, without any revelation. You can know that God exists. You can know that this God is good, eternal, all-powerful, all-knowing, one. You can know all these things with just a lot of philosophy, right? Just a, Now, there'd be very few people that would actually study that much philosophy and have the patience for it, right? It'd be very, and then even they, it would take them a very long time. So we can know these things, but that is knowing God from the outside. That's just knowing things about God. Same, similarly, that you can tell from the outside certain things about me, right? You can tell certain things. You can tell that I exist, right? You can tell I'm a man. I'm quickly approaching middle age if I'm not there yet, right? I have a lot less hair than I may have had when some of you met me whenever that was, and it's getting grayer as we go, right? Um, you can tell some of these things, but until I speak to you and introduce myself. Hi, I'm Father Casey. You have no way of knowing who I am. You can know that I am and what I am, but you don't know who I am unless I tell you. And it's the same thing with God, that we can know that God is, we can know what God is to some degree, but we don't know who God is unless God tells us. And how beautiful is it that God does tell us? God tells us who he is. I don't like talking about stuff actually important to me to too many people, right? To my friends, to my family, right? Like, I like talking, and I have to speak publicly frequently, daily. But, like, if you really wanted to know, like, hey, are you in a good mood today, Father Casey? Maybe not. Like, what, what are you, what's bothering you? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? That's stuff I only tell people I'm, like, really close to. And God revealing his inner life to us is a sign of his closeness to us. God wants us to know him on the inside. He reveals his inner life to us because he wants to be in that intimate relationship with us. He wants us to know who he is. He wants us to know, you know, the, his inner life. And that inner life is the Trinity, that God is one God, 
One divine nature, three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That God is one God who is three persons, an eternal communion of love, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I was joking with some people recently that in se- I went to college seminary. College seminary is really good for philosophy and for theology. And it's a joke for math, right? It was a total joke. Like our kids at CCSU are taking calculus and calculus whatever number it is and all these, like my college math was college algebra and trigonometry taught by a sister of St. Joseph who knew that we weren't going to be mathematicians, right? Well, with that bad math, Father Casey, how do you get three persons but only one God? How does that work? I can't make sense of it. If you want to go watch a very funny YouTube video, it's called St. Patrick's Bad Analogies. Because basically, anytime we try to simplify the Trinity, we end up in heresy. It's, it gets really bad. Because you can't fit the Trinity into your brain. We can't. The, God is bigger than my brain. And so I can't fit God into my brain. And if I try to dumb God down, so it's like, oh, great. All I need, like, it's a clover. The Trinity, God, we just believe in a clover God, right? The Father is part of God, the Son is part of God, and the Holy Spirit's part of, no! We don't actually believe, the clover is a terrible analogy for the Trinity because each leaf of the clover is just part of the clover, not the whole clover, right? And others would be like, well, it's how, like, the same person could be a husband, a father, and a son, right? No, that's totally wrong too. That's the heresy called Sabellianism. And that was condemned back in like the 400s, right? Or it's how you have like the sun and the light and the heat, right? No, that's totally, that's Arianism. That is that the sun, the light and the heat are not the sun. They're created by the sun. And we don't believe that the sun and the Holy Spirit are created. We believe they are God. And so anytime we try to, dumb down the Trinity to fit it into our brains, we get it totally wrong. Rather, it's like the example I always use is, it'd be like me trying to take a bite out of that wall right there, right? Like, I can't take a bite out of the wall, not because the wall doesn't exist, but because it's bigger than my teeth. I can't get my teeth around it. Well, I can't get my intellectual teeth around the Trinity. And therefore... What we can do is we can affirm certain things about the Trinity, but we'll never get our mind all the way around it. And this isn't just me. St. Augustine, probably one of the most brilliant theologians in the history of the church, said, see capitis non es deus. If you believe, if you understand, not if you believe, if you understand, it's not God. Like, if you're like, oh, I understand the Trinity now. I'm very excited for my summer reading. I got this big, fat, like 750-page Trinity theology book, Trinitarian. That's what I read on the beach, right? Um, But that is like, I'm so excited to read. But it's like, even that, I'm going to read this 800-page book with really tiny print, and at the end, I'm not going to understand the Trinity, right? Because if you understand, if you get your mind around it, you've missed the whole point. You've missed it. So what do we do? We contemplate. We adore. Similar to, similar 
to another person. No matter how much you tell me about yourself, I won't understand, I won't ever understand what it's like to be you. The only response to another person is not to say, let me check you off and check off all these boxes and now I know you. Like, no, I can love you. I'll never understand 100% what it means to be you. You'll never understand 100% what it means to be me. And so, love. I can love you. I can love you for who you are. That is a response. And so we love God. We adore. We contemplate the Trinity. We contemplate this mystery. It doesn't mean that we can't say anything. It just means we can never say everything. So what are some of the things we can say? How many gods do we believe in? One God. We're going to pray that in just a minute in the creed. We believe in one God. Now the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are our one God. Three persons, one God. Is the Father God? Yes. Is the Father 100% God? Yes. Is the Son God? Yes. Is the Son 100% God? Yes. Is the Son just as much God as the Father is? Yes. Is this, is, there's nothing. There, the Son is not like a demigod. The Son is just as much. Is the Son consubstantial with the Father? That was a vocab word that we added 10 years ago in the creed, right? Of the same substance. They are the same exact stuff, which is divinity. The Son is consubstantial with the Father. The Son is 100% God. Yes. And then the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit just as much God as the Father and the Son are? Yes. All on his own. But the Holy Spirit's not on his own. And neither is the Father. And neither is the Son. Because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one God. And we profess this every time. The Trinity. If someone were to ask me, what God do you believe in? I believe in one God, who is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You may believe in Zeus. You may believe in Odin. You may believe in all these other things. I believe in God. One God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Every act of worship that we offer is to that one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All our acts of adoration, all of our prayers in the Mass. Every, how do we start every Mass? What are we doing? We're putting it under the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now notice, we don't say in the names of, right? In the name, singular. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. May Almighty God bless you the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Trinity is everywhere because this is the God that we worship in the Mass. This is where our worship is directed, to the Trinity. And so, my friends, this is, even though we can't say everything, we should say something. And we have to be able to say something. And so it's good to contemplate, to adore the Trinity, but never to dump the Trinity, never to the Trinity into our brain. I'm recording this, and I just put my phone back in my pocket. So there you go. Uh, so no, let's, let's really adore the Trinity. Let's adore the Trinity and try to learn what we can. And always, always confess our belief in the true and eternal God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the eternal Trinity, 
equal in glory and majesty forever and ever. Amen.